This is the Five Point Play Podcast, the diehard Duke basketball fans podcast. Jack's got his new gear, fresh from Santa. We are back. It was uh, it was a little bit of a break for us. I like the hat. Got- Thank <laughs> you. Jack, Thank you. Hat. Shout out my parents. It's a lovely hat. You may or may not see it at a game or two this year. Uh, but so really hot. I'm going to take it I off. I might need to borrow that hat for uh, for the Chiefs Yo. game that I'm going to on, on January 2nd. So if you want to ship that down here to the Triangle, that would be much appreciated. Well, I mean, get your own. They got them at the bookstore. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> I'm not spending $120 on that. Um, but, uh, but uh, yeah, so obviously we're back. I hope everybody had a great holiday, great Christmas, uh, Hanukkah, whatever you're celebrating. And uh, it was celebration time for, for Duke fans. That was a huge win. You almost hate to say it in you know the middle of December to have a game that almost felt AC like a must win. It kind of felt mm-hmm. like that for, for me as a fan. I know we had a, a massive... Uh, pre-game, if everybody was on Patreon, uh, please, you know, join future Patreon pre-games. Yep. It was fantastic. Pablo was there. Um, you know, Jack was there from the garden, which was... Yes, sir. Awesome. Oh, it was um, so fun. Was holding it down. Yeah, I mean, what a great game to go to. Obviously, Duke, you know, pulls out the win, and the way that they did it, it felt like a March atmosphere. First of all, I kind of want to start off... Uh, I'll start with you here, Jeremy Roach, man. I mean, that guy is just continuing to do absolutely everything on the floor, and I think you were the first to say this. I kind of stolen it and used it on on social media. He's no longer March Jeremy's every game, Jeremy, mm-hmm. and and I think that that's the truth. That this year he's just been playing lights out, not only scoring the ball but leading his team, and then obviously when clutch moments are happening is Jeremy Roach with the ball and making plays. I want to call a timeout real quick because you brought something up talking about stealing. I just I just want to put it out there. I was the first one to say the main event. God damn it. Sick of seeing that shit everywhere. All right, go ahead. I just want to say it, man. Uh, uh, Saying that shit since the summer, bro. That's true. You have you have uh I think we have it on recorded at the uh countdown, but all of it. Yeah. Jeremy's, I mean, he's he's that guy. I think he's that guy that every college basketball team wants on their to have on their roster. Like you you call a timeout in crunch time, you don't have to draw anything up. Just get get him the ball. And uh and that's what uh and that and that's what he's doing for Duke when they get stagnant on offense, which we'll go over a little bit later. But yeah, he's he's playing great basketball. And I think that whole Duke team really showed the world something against Baylor. Like, watch out. This this team can be dangerous in a lot of different ways. Yeah, Pablo, we're going to do an abbreviated coach's corner, give kind of the people an opportunity to see what you, AC, Jack, and D, you know, kind of put together for, you know, breaking down film. But kind of your overall reactions of the Baylor game, it was, um, you know, a great start for Duke. Kind of took a, a couple punches from Baylor, and then we punched back at the end. What were your overall thoughts on, the, on that game? So overall, I thought it was a good game. Uh, definitely a good win. Duke needed a signature win against uh, you know a, a top tier opponent. Um, quad one win. Um, overall, man, I, I was I was encouraged in what I saw. You know, the, the biggest takeaway for me. I mean, I expect you know guys like you know I know we we're just talking about Jeremy, but I expect you know Jeremy to do things like that. You know, his role and responsibility is a lot different this year. You know, it's basically you know score the ball fuck everything else, just score the ball, you know what I mean, and be a leader. So 
I expect them to do those kind of things, but I was more impressed with um with our two freshman guards, um, and Jared McCain and um Caleb Caleb Foster and how they played. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just so poised, man, and uh, you know, not only did uh Jared, you know, score uh, in bunches, but he played phenomenal defense, man. His own ball defense was good. You know, his off the ball defense was good. He didn't, you know, I mean, his position, you know, defensive position on a lot of things. He didn't miss a lot of assignments. He did a great job, man. Um, and Caleb Foster, man, he just, he's just everything, you know, that I thought he would be and more, you know what I mean? Just so poised, uh, how he plays the game. He just, you know what I mean? You can't speed him up. He just does his thing out there, man. And, um, you know, I think just those few plays that he made towards the end of the game, you know, those scoring, scoring the basket and getting, getting to the basket and getting fouled was his key, but it's just a, you know, just a small taste pause, all pause of what, 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 uh, you know I mean? What Caleb, uh, you know, the, what we're going to see from Caleb going forward. Um, and I'm just excited, man, for the whole team. So good win overall. Yeah. Huge win. Jack, obviously we mentioned that you were there. Yeah, I was. It was insane, um, to say the least. It, you know, it felt like a home game. I'm not going to act like it didn't. I, um, I'm sitting there, you know, late, late game, you know, last 30 seconds. And I, all I just start hearing is everyone screaming, Our house, you know, the Our house yeah. chant at the end of the game is a camp. Entire stadium is going, Our house, Our house. I'm just like, I'm a little far north for that, but you know what? Cameron, we take this in Cameron. I mean, it was nice that there weren't. We didn't share the gym, or the you know, we didn't have to share the gym with other teams other than Baylor. You know, I mean, that was nice. Exactly. Yeah. There. I mean, there were a couple of Baylor fans in my section. There was, you know, a Baylor section behind the bench, but that's just about it. It was completely blue outside of that. Yeah. There was a section, not even a section. There was a a group of uh, of guys right behind me that are friends of Ryan Young's from home that made the trip up. which, I mean, it's not super far for them being in the Lehigh Valley area in, um, you know, like Eastern PA. So not not more than like an hour and a half or so for them. But mm-hmm. a great – it was just so fun having Ryan them. Ryan couldn't get a better seat? <laughs> Ryan couldn't as get soon better seat? As... Might be able to I now know, with I, the way he played. I know, right? Totally. So, look, I said this on our Spaces post game when I was just sitting in Penn Station waiting for my train home. Give that man his flowers, please. Gotcha. He deserves it. But uh, so he got he got that first bucket, which was also his thousandth career point. Mm-hmm. So congrats on that. And the guys behind me just exploded. And every time he did anything the rest of the game, everyone in our section just turned to them and we started getting hyped. It was, it, I'm not gonna sit here and act like that wasn't incredibly fun. Um so there was that which was I know not. Nah, sh- shout out Ryan. Um that was that was a fun time and I'm just Look, the whole game was electric. Jared was amazing. Um, there was there was the Baylor live viewer comments can show up on streamer. It's true. Um, there was <laughs> there was there was a, a Baylor fan in my section who was who was trying to talk down on Jared. Tanner, nothing more than a TikTok boy. And then Jared put up twenty one points. Yeah, it's not too bad Ballin'. for a TikTok boy. Balling. Yeah, no, AC, he, he played excellent. I thought Pablo made a great point. Um, I wanted to focus in on that. That our freshman guards, I thought, played phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You know, they, all five starters scored in double digits. I thought the uh, defense that both of them played were exceptional. Mm-hmm. I loved the way that Kayla Foster went in there and, and grabbed boards. He had five rebounds in that game, and every one of them were, were huge, huge rebounds. 
mm-hmm. I thought that he did a really good job there. Uh, overall, though, um, you know, just the resiliency of this team. You know, when we got down in that second half, I thought that we had an opportunity there that we could have gotten blown out of the gym um, if, if we didn't respond the right way, if we responded mm-hmm. in a different way. And so, you know, really happy with, with the resiliency of the overall team. And then, yeah, as Jack said, Ryan Young came in and gave huge minutes. Uh, with Flip getting four fouls. Just the overall team effort, though, I thought was great. Yeah, no, it was it, it was they won the game the way you're supposed to win games like that, which is you don't get outside of yourself. And I mean, I, I know the emphasis on taking the three point shot is you know so high, and you know we're supposed to take the three. You don't take mid range shots. All the all you know all the things that they say and everything. But man, like the we were religious. They they were religious about trying to find that three. We were religious about taking the ball to the basket consistently, like yeah. over and over. It, it's the game plan that John came up with against UVA like John John was kind of the architect of the UVA game plan back when uh, we had Zion and um Zion and RJ and just attacking especially attacking off the elbows and dude if, if that's not what we did this game you know what I mean like we did not get caught in the corners we did not get caught over there on the break the high break right there we we were consistently attacking that free throw line area, man, around the elbows and everything. And it, it, it was, and we just nonstop. We just never stopped. Like, obviously we got opportunistic threes here and there and everything, but if you told me that Baylor's going to shoot, you know, eight for 18 from three, 44% from the line and, or 44% from three point line, and we were going to shoot four for 12, I would have told, told you we probably lost that game. But the emphasis that we put on attacking the bucket and then forcing them into some tougher shots, especially from two, it, it was a big time game, and we were out. We were even out rebounded this game, man. Like it's thirty to twenty six overall, and Baylor's not a great defensive rebounding team. Excellent offensive rebounding team, but not great on the defensive side. We just I, I, we just weathered that storm. I, I think Duke did a good job of getting that offense set up quickly, not waiting for mm-hmm. Baylor to settle into that defense. Like we talked about on Coach's Corner, like get that ball over half court, call your play, get the set running, get downhill, get to the basket, get them in foul trouble, hit your free throws. And, and we and we're gonna, we're going to highlight it when we do the coaches corner thing on here today. Um, we were surgical in how we took away their like their pick and roll opportunities. Number one on their side, how they like to roll Missy, and we were we were extremely aggressive on our side of the ball and exploiting the sag because they Baylor also went with the sag. It's something they're not used to doing. They're used to playing in your face, pushing up on you. And then having that help, deep, forcing funneling you to one side, and then having three or four guys to be able to play help defense because yeah. you got funneled. The fact that we stayed in the middle of the lane, they couldn't funnel us. They couldn't play that sag because Mark Mitchell was patrolling the baseline. And we're going to show you there's plenty of times where they they had to account for Mark on the baseline, even though they sagged off of him. They still had to account for him because of how we were running the short roll, because of how we were running the pick and roll options, and 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 driving to the opposite side of help. And that just that just left them in trouble, man. The whole game. Scheme wise, though, scheme wise, it was it was a. I know a lot of people didn't notice it or whatever. I know you guys saw it, but um, John Shire called a hell of a game. I don't think oh, people yeah, really understand oh, yeah. what he did. And and when we get into the coach's corner, I'll highlight some things that people just really don't. They just watch the game, but they don't understand the game. Um, it was a lot of chess moves that John oh, yeah. Shire made out there, and uh, on some of the plays, honestly, he just called uh, uh, Scott Drew's bluff. And mm-hmm. just seeing what he was going to do, and uh, it worked out better better for Duke. Obviously, we won the game, 
but um it was just impressive to see like the the leap in coaching that john mm-hmm. has taken so quickly um and it, it, it was impressive man so but we'll, we'll get into that stuff yeah you see i was just gonna say i, I think it's a perfect time to, to jump into the coach's corner segment and, and kind of have have you guys give the people what they if they haven't seen it yet if you're not on patreon please join because we do especially for the big games we'll do a pre-game coach's corner and we'll break down the film and, and kind of let these guys, you know, go not only through the X's and O's, but some of the key, as Pablo said, key chess moves that are made throughout the game. We did it post-Arizona. You know, we did it, uh, I think it was uh, Arkansas game, right? And then... We've done quite a few at this so, point, yeah. Yeah, so, um, so quite a few at this point, and we're only going to get more as we go along. So let's jump into that coach's corner, AC, and just kind of give the people... A, uh, understanding of what, what we saw in the uh, Baylor game. Yeah, and you kind of laid it out. Like one of the nice things about our coach corner, real quick, uh, for Jack, real quick. Um, we have it's on our Patreon. Sign up, it's free. <laughs> but all season, we've kind of chronicled how this team has been growing because we know how the season started. Nobody was happy with how the season started. We kind of chronicled how that progression has been made, and and Pablo just brought up a great point about how quickly John has a discovered the deficiency of the, of the team and then fixed them very quickly. <laughs> like, you know, we were kind of thrown back, I think, by teams completely sagging off into the lane on us playing that Taco Fall defense is what I'd call it. Um, and just sagging in the lane off of Mark Mitchell and off Ryan Young. A couple of games, you know, that that affected us and we've been able to, to really recover off of that. So we're going to go, Jack. I was just going to say, normally we um, normally we have like a telestrator. It is me. Um, you know, you guys see me marking up the screen. You won't really be seeing that today, um, just because I, I don't really have the um, I don't really have the ability to do that where I am right now. But generally, if you're watching the coach's corner, you're going to see me with the pen on the screen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So just but a heads up, uh, you guys are not getting the full coach's corner, but getting what okay. we can. We'll get and for the we'll po- get for the podcast only, folks. Sorry. <laughs> you gotta watch this on YouTube. <laughs> you fast, through, fast forward to this part to the Queens preview. <laughs> but uh, first thing, I just want to jump right in and let me make sure everybody's y'all screen, seeing the the full screen action, right? Yeah, yep. we can see. Yes, it. Sir. All right. So all I want to do, I'm not, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on the beginning of the game because really, I mean, the the meat of the game was that end that eight minute segment towards the end of the game. Um, that that's really where you saw us kind of just take off and just kind of, you know, just kind of honestly just do what we wanted to do against Baylor on offense and on defense. But there's just a couple of things I wanted to highlight early on that really set the tone for this game um, offensively and defensively. Actually the first, uh, the first clip I'm going to show is a defensive clip. Um, let's get to it. This is just an example of the health defense that we played all night long, doubling the baller. To deny the lob, we saw it last game. We highlighted this on Coach's Corner. Uh, actually, um, against I want to say it was against um, Hofstra, if I'm not mistaken. We started highlighting how aggressive Flip is now on the pick and roll action, as opposed to kind of the half sag that we were doing before, and we got smoked against Georgia Tech by it. And now he's been hard hedging. He's been playing higher. He's been doubling that ball handler on the pick and roll. So I'm going to highlight that real quick on this play on def- defense. I don't know why it's going slow mo. Here we go. So number one, hanging tight, 
we'd run that shot clock down and then boom. Yeah, love the hedge there. I mean, it's something that um, actually I think Ryan Young does very well when he plays. Mm -hmm. um, so it's nice to see that adjustment made by Flip. One more time, we'll go back to it. So look at that. So you got the seven foot defender on the six one guard. You already got you got Jeremy in the back getting ready to tag that roller. You know you got Jared up top denying right there, and and Caleb's in position as well. So, and and again, just as as we watch the clip progress, it's just how difficult that pass is for AJ Dennis, man. And look, look is that Dennis or is that Love? I can't remember. I can't tell if that's. I think it might be actually be Langston Love. Either way, either way, the ball handler does not have an opportunity to get that easy pass to Missy, which is what they wanted if they weren't going to get a three. You're not making that cross court pass, and just the hands up from McCain right yeah. there, just the denial of having your hands mm -hmm. up prevents that pass altogether. Mm -hmm. Just I mean, pass away. You got to be tight. Little things, and they, man. They ran that. Little things like that is that is a great defensive set right there. It was it was so good. To, it's so good to see that because because of how we had been playing defense earlier on in the season, especially on the pick and roll actions. And we just were not defending them well at all. And it led to it led to three losses that we probably shouldn't of, have had. There was a lot of pointing and talking on that defensive set, too, that I think went underrated. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Matter of fact, let's run this whole because just the, the way we played help defense on this entire set and ran their clock down was. It was just it was magnificent, man, like because we knew what Baylor was going to do. We knew that they were going to. No matter what, at all costs, get a three-point shot. And if they didn't get it, just throw it to Missy and hope that he was open down low in the lane. That's kind of what they do. They're not a great two-point shooting team. They're an excellent three-point shooting team. Look, flip pointing. Yep. Talking. Butts the baseline. Yep. Like, just, Rich, I mean, all the fundamental me. stuff, man. Yep. You see Mark kind of fake a trap there and then get down low to, uh, to yeah. prevent yep. the big man from getting in. Yep, that's the I mean, little his, stuff. His man that that, he was he was the man on the on the ball handler on the PNR and was able mm -hmm. to just switch with flip right off. One more time, I'll go back. Yeah, like you normally call that recovery, but it wasn't. It was designed. It was designed oh, yeah. defense. It it was that was, com was completely scouted offensive possession. Right, that, exactly. That that's okay. It's great execution on the game plan. I don't know why I got Jack's internet today. Apparently. <laughs> Yeah, Excellent. so again, it's, apologies for the uh, people listening. Um, but when you actually sit down and go on the YouTube, it's great action that you're you're pointing out here on 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 our defense. Yeah. And uh, then what else we got? One more from me, and then I'm gonna hand on over to Pablo. Let's go. We're gonna go to the 20, 2049 mark on the video. So this is a great possession on offense. This possession, you had a short roll. And this this one I wanted to illustrate just how the SAG defender is being occupied <laughs> by Mark Mitchell being on the baseline. At this point, at this point in the game, he they had to do it so much because we put them in this action so often. They weren't even watching the roller anymore. They weren't even watching the ball handler anymore. The help the help defense was having them watch Mark Mitchell. And like I said, if you go back to our our the Baylor preview we did. We talked about this, how just what Baylor does, man, and what they do on, on help defense. And they are always, always, always ball hawking on help defense. All five are always around the ball, and they were not able to do that against us. So I'm going to roll this clip. Just coming off of a little Baylor run, too. Mm -hmm. So right off the rep, 
So you had the pick high pick set by Ryan Young. Caleb, you know, took took everything he needed to take. And look, look if he wanted Ryan Young, he had him, but there was no need. Like he he got that mid-range jumper, I believe. I don't know if he made it and I will we'll roll through in a minute, but I just want to if I can get this thing to act right. That was there for Caleb so all what? night though, regardless. Yeah. Jacoby Walters down there. He's Mark Mitchell's man. And Walters got his back to the play, like almost the whole play. Again, this is so uncharacteristic for Baylor with how they play help defense. They usually got 10 eyes on the ball. And in this in this case, you got two guys paying attention to Mark Mitchell down there. You got Jacoby Walter and Jared McCain's man both paying attention to that baseline action on the opposite side. It was just it was it was such a good such a good setup by John to, to just continue to set this up. And again, attacking those off angles, attacking that, that elbow free throw line extended area. We did that so much early in the shot clock too. Like, like we don't Very let early in the shot clock. Don't let them set that defense up, keep them on their toes. Don't let them get comfortable. And one more thing I wanted to show real quick is a play that John started setting up where <laughs> Instead of just the primary ball handler at the top of the floor running the pick and roll, he started running a play where he was taking Jeremy off ball. He had Caleb on ball most of the night anyway. Jeremy's off ball, running curls off the screens off of the, the eventual pick and roll man, and then getting the pass off of that and then looking for the short roll off of that. It was just a beautifully designed play. So you got Ryan Young setting the first screen. He's got, oh, damn, sorry, guys. I don't know what's going on with my internet today. Welcome to the party, AC. Right? I know, right? So right there, he's about to set the screen for Jeremy coming up around the top side up there off that curl. Jeremy's going to receive it, and then he's going to have the short roll option right there, Ryan, off of that action off ball. Really great play design. And actually didn't go with Jeremy that time. I think they rescreened. Am I on the right spot? Yeah, they, they did rescreen there for Jared. Which for Jared, is- yeah. Which is, I mean, that was the play where Jared took a hit. Right. Yeah. But it's, yeah. it's still a great action because you can go for either Jeremy there. Right. And there's or, the rescreen. And, and it was yes. Jeremy who ended up running this play right here where I have it paused. They rescreened. Jared got it this time. And you see where Ryan is open. They overloaded yeah. the floor on that weak side. You had the short roll action right there for Ryan wide open. Shooter available. Shooter's going to be available on that far side, and but Jared took it all to the basket himself. Got got the foul. So great play, great draw. But they started they started disguising their pick and roll from okay, it's going to be the top ball handler to now we got it rolling for the guy down low. So now I'm going to hand it over to Pablo. And well, that was the right I decision. Mean, really quick before we do that, help defense didn't they he didn't draw any you know extra coverage as far as defense goes. So yeah, you made mm-hmm. the right play taking your man to to the rim now. If somebody slides over, like you said, Ryan's there. If somebody else slides over, Mitchell's there. You, you, Jeremy's there for the kick out three if you if you need it. But mm-hmm. I mean, we kept Baylor on their toes all game long, and that's yep. the chess thing that we're talking about. John evolving in front of our eyes. Oh yeah, what you yeah. got, Jack? Uh, we also, I mean, you see, Mark's defender has obviously been off him, giving him the Taco Fall Trey Jones treatment this whole play. But mm-hmm. you see, he's got his eyes on McCain. Mark's kind of starting to look like he can run to the hoop right about here. And there's a good chance that if Jared wasn't able to get to the basket, he had the lob mm-hmm. open for Mark. And that's what I was kind of illustrating on the play before this one that I, that I put up was just how much attention they had to pay to Mark Mitchell, even though they were sagging in the lane. 
and letting him have the three where in the beginning of the season, we just let him settle for the three. Now he is, he's a threat. He's a lob threat on the baseline. He's a dunker spot threat, all those things. So now they got to pay attention to him. And it's not like Mark had a great game down low where he just forced him into his action. They just, they know that a guy of his size or his caliber is going to be able to take whatever he wants to take on that baseline. And now you got that guy sagging has to pass to pay attention to him instead of doubling out on the roll or doubling out on the ball handler coming through off that pick and roll action. Like that, it's, yeah, it's yeah you see, that's that's going to evolve uh, as the season goes on and, and our opponents are starting to look at our tape and seeing what kind of actions like this that we're running. That mm-hmm. play is now going to be open for Mark later in the year. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's going to be open for Mark. It's going to be open for the weak side three, which you saw all night. Like, with with pick and roll, if you run if you run it correctly and your levels are right, they can try to take away what they want to take away. You're not taking it away, like especially with how good our ball handlers were and how good Pablo pointed this out. How good the freshmen were and aggressive as they were attacking the basket, using using their bodies, being strong at the rim, all those things, man. Like like they were so good, man. Caleb Caleb and Jared, but hats off, man. They were so good. <laughs> all right, pause. What you got, bro? Okay, I'm just gonna highlight uh some of the key offensive plays uh from ten minutes ten minutes in uh on the in the second half or ten minutes left in the second half. So uh just go to a fifty twenty uh if you can Jack. Twenty on the YouTube. Yeah, fifty twenty on YouTube. Uh, and this play basically is just um I'll just wait till they get to it. Here we are. All right, so what we're gonna see now is just we're just gonna see uh flip and uh jared and some pistol action and basically you know this is one of the reasons why you know what i'm saying i was i was Big high shot. on jared on jared mccain you know coming to duke mm-hmm. um it's just basically you know what i mean just pause it real quick jack it's just basically you know he's playing his game you know john shire trusts him you know he lets him do his thing and this is exactly how he played in high school so this mm-hmm. this right here is a moment as a momentum three you know what i mean is yeah. the momentum we you know we were building the momentum to catch up we were down uh, you'll see some pistol action right there. Boom. Jared McCain, triple threat, jab step, and then just shoot the three in his face. And explain to uh, explain to people what the pistol is, Pop. So pistol action is basically a ball. It's like a, a pin down uh, going getting into a ball screen. That's basically mm-hmm. what it is. So really, realistically, like when Jared McCain gives the ball up to, to flip. Pin down screen he right down, here. He pin down to Jeremy. He'll come off and get that hand off from flip. So instead of giving it to Jeremy, he has he has options. Obviously, he passed it to McCain for the three, so it was mm-hmm. all good. But really, the pistol action is really would be Jeremy getting that handoff from Flip right there, and then just turning the corner and making the play. And that's, that's what Caleb. Uh, real quick, cool. Caleb's up there on that other side looking for the handoff. Yes, sir. But yes, sir. So but yeah. we'll go to uh, fifty fifty-five, Jack. And again, that's a big time play coming out of a timeout, I believe, when Baylor was on a run. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 They were they had been they've been holding those six point leads for a while. Back right. and forth, six point lead, six point lead. And then a couple plays, you know, Flip made a big play right before that. And then the big shot, you know, huge shot from Jared right there, man. Like like Pablo said. And that, and that's a big difference from where we were earlier in the season, right? Like the freshmen are being trusted now by a flip and roach. Like they are throwing the ball to the freshmen. They are allowing the freshmen to, to kind of thrive. And and you know it's cliche to say the Proctor injury was you know a good thing for these guys, but honestly it was like yeah. you saw early in the season they were using Proctor as bailout the freshman were when they didn't have something, and now you don't you're not seeing that man they're they're finishing plays like the freshmen are yep. finishing plays. 
Yeah, and and the the drive that we showed earlier from the game when he had basically you know two and a half different options that he could have he could have finished at the rim, could have mm-hmm. dumped it off to Ryan Young, if the play develops in a certain way, potentially Mitchell for the lob. But that drive sets up this jab step that he has to allow him that space because that I mean he created a couple feet of space with that yeah. one simple move allowing him to get that open look for three. Just a great play overall and, and you know, understanding where you are in the game after after having that big drive. Yep. All right, pause, 50-55. So, 50-55, um, just, uh, just hold real quick, Jack. Hold but uh, basically, right. just pause it real quick. Uh, who's running it, Jack, or is it? AC, AC is running it today. My internet's oh, my garbage fault. where I am right now. Oh, my fault, my fault. So, <laughs> this, this play right here, I just want to highlight – uh, just Caleb Foster and, and, you know, how good it is to have a guard that's aggressive, that has a, a big body. And, you know, I mean, he knows how to use it. All pause, Jack, uh, TK, all pause. <laughs> so, you know, and this, and this is one of the things that, you know, we've been missing. You know, obviously Tyreek, uh, Tyreek, Tyrese and, and Caleb is about the same height at about 6'5". Mm-hmm. Caleb is more of an attacking attacking guard, you know. Where, mm-hmm. Whereas Tyrese, you know, he likes to get in lane and use floaters and things like that. You know, Caleb, big body, uses his body. He's going to use it to get a. He's going to turn the corner right here and uh, just score on Messi or not. I don't. I don't even think he scored on this play. I'm not sure if he scored on this play or not, but I think he got fouled for sure. Yeah, I think it was another foul. Yeah, I believe this was free. So that's him just taking his time. You know, pick and roll action. Oh, actually, he did. Score, should, no, yeah. he scored. He should have been a foul. That's when Missy got hurt. Oh, that's when Missy this should have been a foul. But again, yeah. that's what we've been talking about in a couple of the other coaches' corners. Like after that screen, stop hesitating. Get get your shoulder inside of him. Get downhill. And the yeah, fact no, that absolutely, and that's what they just made with the screen. No too. wasted, no wasted movement right there. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, that was just, all game for them. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's- he just basically created that advantage, man, and then he just finishing through contact, and that's exactly what we needed because early on in the season, only person that was getting to the rim was Jeremy. Now, mm-hmm. if we can have Caleb, you know, attacking the rim like that, we're going to be straight. And we're McCain straight. and Reese, all three of them? <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder, you know, I, I know I'm sure we have a couple more plays to show, but I almost wonder while we're talking about Proctor – if you know he's had a couple games, we talked about the benefit that this does for guys like uh Kaylin Foster and Jared McCain, but you know, sometimes it's, it's beneficial for a guy like Tyrus Potter, who certainly didn't have the start to the season that he wanted to, to kind of mm-hmm. have a couple of games where he can you know see some of this action and and pick that up from, from watching from the sideline. I mm-hmm. think he's going to come out motivated when he does play, whether that's against Queen Syracuse or or after that, but it's certainly going to help. Yeah, no, absolutely. And one more thing I just want to point out, and Jack pointed this out right before we started this one. I think it's just watch, watch. Bridges down low has to sag back to Mitchell. He knows Mitchell's there, and right. instead of staying up on that on the driver, he sags back because you know you th- you think Missy's got it. He's their shot blocker. You think he's got it, but there's there was no help, which is something that Baylor is constant with. Like even McCain's man over in the corner would have generally helped in this situation. He can't. He yeah. just can't because right. of because of what this team did to them all game. They just they couldn't help. Where they wanted to help, man. It was and that's it was, that was, that was so that's good, all bro. design too. That's yeah, all absolutely design too, and not only design, so but this was called for Caleb. Exactly this play was doing. called for Caleb. Like absolutely. look at the screen and rescreen, screen then rescreen. Like this play was called for Caleb. They didn't give up on the screen for Caleb. Like that was that was the play. The play was Caleb, go get yours. Like absolutely. do do whatever you got to do. Duke, Duke, Duke is, is not passing that ball. Duke is one of the few teams that 
they didn't allow Baylor to switch on those screens either. If you watch any Baylor film, Baylor switches on those screens. Mm-hmm. You, won't, you won't see that mismatch. But but like Pablo said at the beginning, John did a lot of stuff that just called Scott Drew's bluff. Mm-hmm. How do you want to how do you want to lose? Like death by a thousand cuts? Because we just saw four people open on that one play. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. Like like Hubert Davis once said, how do you want it? Yeah, early in the shot clock, get downhill. I mean, that's the type of Duke basketball we wanted to see. We wanted to maximize possessions. We wanted to see a lot of, you know, a, a lot of offensive possessions, a lot of shots, a lot of threes. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. They did everything in that game. Absolutely. Right, if you go to uh, 51, 58, um, and then this is basically just flip, just just saying that I'm better than you. You know what I mean? It's, yep. a, it's a huge moment, another huge momentum play. That we had going on, just flipping the post, just backing his man down, uh, putting a spin move on him, a drop step, and then just coming back with a reverse pivot for two. And this is exactly what Duke needed, uh, especially with the lead, man. Side. Especially with the lead, this is such high basketball IQ from the players, from John forcing this action. Like in this situation, you got a one point lead after after coming back from being up, being down six. Everything else that had happened throughout that point of the game. Yeah, you know, one of the tendencies might be to shoot the three, might be to settle for a shot or whatever. We didn't settle, man. We attacked. We just kept attacking at the end, and that's what got us to to the winner circle in this game, man. We just <coughs> consistently took high level twos. Like you take strong twos, you're gonna win the game. It's, the threes are nice, and, and they they get you to a certain spot. But to, like easy twos at the rim is what you want, man. You want twos. Yeah, and twos the thing too is that, and that's what. That's what the the benefit is. is a huge benefit of having a guy like Kyle Filipowski. Mm-hmm. Because one on one, not too many guys can guard him. You know, what I mean, he might block a shot or two or whatever, but mm-hmm. overall in time, you know, he's gonna he's gonna be who he is, and he's gonna put the ball in the basket. So, you know, what I mean, having a guy like Filipowski is huge for Duke. Yeah, especially that- considering up to this point in the game too, how Missy had been handling Flip. Quite honestly, yeah, right? yeah, and, yeah, yeah. The first half and everything, Flip was playing kind of weak at the at, at the bucket. Yep. And mm-hmm. for him to finish as strong as he did and, you know, unfortunately got that fourth foul and came out, but Ryan Young, you know, replaced him very, very admirably. But, you know, I mean, Flip really did come. He responded well from from a bad start, which, you know, is great to see. There was also no help defense yet again allowed. I mean, once again, everybody has to follow their man out to that three point line. Absolutely. Yeah. Kind of looking at yeah. Flip to just operate whatever he needs to do. Yeah, to your point, to your point, D, like you can kind of watch, I'm just kind of watching this play, watching where Mark Mitchell is like, that's exactly where he needs to be. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. because you can't go help there because then that's a, a, a dunk for, for Mitchell there. 100%. Mark yeah. literally did the same thing all game. Mark was in the corner. Yeah, exactly. and every what, time somebody drove, every about time about somebody drove, weeks. this is where Mark Mitchell is. Exactly. And that's where he should yeah, <laughs> you don't have the play highlighted, but it resulted for him in, in a put back dunk in the second half that was big because it, it kept us from going down eight. Yeah, it, it kept us at that six point mark. Actually, might have when it got within four on, on one of the putbacks he had. He had a nice put back dunk in the second half that went from this spot right here. Like every drive, every post play to the bucket, Mark was right there. Now, those are the little subtle changes though that that mm-hmm. Giant Shire made that makes a huge difference because no matter if if like the defense is going to play Mark Mitchell like that, regardless if he's in the corner for a three or if he's right there close to the basket, right? He's just more effective being close to the basket. So mm-hmm. keeping him there is exactly what Duke needed to do. Yeah. So that's, look at that's Ch- huge, Chakwa, huge... He he couldn't help on flip. Like he just couldn't. No, he can't. He can't because it'd be a dunk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. 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 The thing about it too, though, 
early in the year, you know, Mark would be in the corner. Right. You know what I mean? Three point line still. So it's really neutralizing anything that Duke was trying to do. And that's why Filipowski was having a tough time scoring in the, in, in the, in the box because his man would just, you know, Mark's man would just come down and double. You know, and they would kick it out, and Mark is mm-hmm. what one for like eighteen for the season for right. three pointers. So, you know what I mean. You let like, us, it's, it's, you let us go on a run this month in January, and and I guarantee you see teams stop doing the stupid sag defense. They'll they'll be well, done with yeah. it. Like, the other thing though is uh, for Duke and for Mark Mitchell uh, specifically is that he's going to get more and more comfortable in this essentially new role that he's being asked to play. It's a good mm-hmm. point, TK. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh AC, go ahead and go to uh, 5435 where we're going to see right. some uh some wheel action and I think this is a, where Caleb goes one on one and and scores a bucket. Oh, was this the behind the back? I believe so. I believe so. That's nasty. He pulled that move earlier in the game too. All in big moments, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. And this just this just speaks to, you know, see so you see a wheel action with Flip coming down. Yep. Boom, back to Foster. He's going to take his time, patience. He'll get the ball back and make a move. Yep. Very headsy and patient. What a, what a yeah. patient what a play. This is a big-time play, man. Uh, you should have seen, seen the crowd when that happened. That's just a big-time play. Obviously not, I'm sure they were not talking. I thought for sure John was going to call a timeout when they, got that, uh, when they got scored on for the third time there instead of just letting that play run out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think he's trusting those guys just a little bit more every minute of every game. Yeah, and then Caleb that's saw just, the, the shot clock there and said, "You know, oh shit, I got to score now." Yeah, that's and it. this is that's where earlier in the move, season, yep. with right. with Tyrese on the floor, this is where this is where they the freshman would have just thrown it back out to Tyrese and hoped he could have done something with two and a half seconds left on the clock. Like they would have yeah. panicked, and they they don't do that anymore. Yeah. They don't panic anymore. And this is a big yeah. game. This wasn't like this was against, you know, whatever whatever excuse people want to use, you know, when they want to continue to say that John can't coach and the team isn't ready and everything else. Oh, we did it against Charlotte. We did it against Hofstra. It doesn't count. Yeah. Like, this is a top 10 team. It counts. Like, yeah, this counts. Talk about that, it's, it's not so much the opponent, but if you're going to talk about John and, and the coaching part of it, then you need to watch the game from this perspective. And I think this is what's really going to help a lot of fans that kind of get into the, the message board Twitter world traps of seeing the same regurgitated uh, (coughs) talking points. Yeah, group think talking points. Where if you start breaking it down, you now, if you watch this game and how we're breaking it down to what we saw, you know, probably the most notoriously against Georgia Tech, you see the adjustments that Mm -hmm. the coaching staff is making. We've already pointed out with Mark, but you see it with the freshman guards. And uh, who's a Pablo, you talked about. Just the confidence that uh, Jeremy and and Flip have in uh, in the freshman guards, maybe with Steve, but th- those are all things that come from practice and from watching film and from you know kind of learning and and owning who you are as a player and and what you're being asked mm-hmm. to do in, in your particular role. And I think that if you if you're doubting Shire, if you were doubting him, like this is an opportunity for you to be like, okay, I see what they're the tangible. Uh, Changes that he's making, yeah, right here, and we saw especially in the second half. Yeah, and especially this game from this point on to the end of the game, and this is where the real chess match begins. You know what I mean? And it's going to start with um, this next play uh, at fifty-six thirty, uh, and it's going to be uh, 
Yeah, 56-30. Um, and that's just basically John Shire understanding that uh, Caleb Foster is cooking right now. Mm-hmm. And not just that, though, is that, you know, Jacoby Walter, he has three fouls. You know what yep. I mean? So he knows he's going to play. He's he's guarding Caleb. He wants to get him on Caleb. Caleb's going to get him. Uh, he's going to go one-on-one, and he's basically going get to get to the rim and get another foul drawn on him because – you know, Jacoby Walter just was playing passive at this point because he didn't mm-hmm. want to pick up a fourth foul because there's so much time left in the game and they need him. So yep. here, here's the chess match now. Now John is like, okay, well, yep. we're going to make you guard. You know what I'm saying? And you got the most fouls on the team right now, so we want to draw another foul on you. We want to get you get out of the game. So basically, and this was one-on-one. Huge. And this was straight up, like, the, the ball just got down court. We just, like, <laughs> this was straight yeah. up, go get it. Like, yeah. don't yeah, hesitate, hunting. no hesitation, hunt. Yeah, they hunted him. Yep. They definitely hunted. Look, go, go get them. Boom. This is exactly what they wanted to do. I mean, and, they, and they had and to worked. do that against that Baylor defense. You cannot, you yeah. have to start early in the shot clock and mm-hmm. early and often and for 40 minutes. And they, they sure. did it. They did and it. This is, Baylor, Baylor made their runs. We right. pointed out every year this is, uh, this is what, this is, this is the, this is John versus UVA. John had the UVA scout beautifully and Kay just let him run with it and john john was the architect of what we've been able to do against uva for the past six or so years now and you saw the same thing against baylor a, a great defensive team they don't really play pack line they play funnel and john was like we're not gonna let you do that okay so 58 28 this is uh this is where the pick and roll chess match starts begin starts to begin. Look at those levels, uh, man. So much better from where we were to start the season. Look at the levels, look at the spacing. Oh yeah, so you're gonna see uh this is gonna be Roach and spacing um, is beautiful. Young in the pick and roll and uh just the placement of where he's gonna have the shooters at, it makes it almost impossible for Baylor to mm-hmm. help off because he's gonna have I think uh so he's going empty pick and roll. Empty pick and roll yep. basically empty is side. It's just an empty side with nobody there. They they call it empty or weak, whatever one mm-hmm. you want to use. And you see how you got Caleb right there. He can kick to Caleb if he needs to. Caleb's man really can't help because he know Caleb could stick to three. And Jared's yeah. man definitely ain't going to leave Jared. He so definitely with him getting cooked all night long. Exactly. So he's basically <laughs> going one-on-one. And you see uh, yeah. Ryan Young already rolling out of the pick and roll. He's wide open. So he's just going to get the easy basket. So go ahead and run it, AC. Too easy. That's just too. That's just too easy. Boom. Right and, that's and beautiful easy for a guy like Ryan Young. Yeah, yeah exactly. I love the shot. I love the guys shot. Guys me went crazy when that happened. Yeah, I'm sure. Right. I'm sure the garden was not exactly. Ryan Young and, scoring in a big time, especially with with the first half when they brought the Ryan Young Mark Mitchell lineup out and we kind of lost the lead. Everybody was mad about it and everybody was calling for John to be fired mid game, like. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like this, this was beautiful. I, I think this that. was I think this was valid, very validating was seeing this play happen and play the way it play out the way it did. Yeah, run it one more time, AC, and then mm-hmm. pause it you like know. right when he dribbles to the middle. Flowers yeah, for right. young for sure, man. He played great, so, great. Pause Seriously. it. So pause it now. So if you just look at everything now, so you got the empty pick and roll, obviously. You got Caleb up top, Jared on the wing, Mark is in the corner, the weaker shooter. Because that's from that angle. That's all. That's like the hardest pass there. So obviously they yep. strategically placed Mark right there. You know what I'm saying? Because they know they don't. They don't even want him to shoot the ball. You know yep. what I mean? But as Jeremy starts to drive, you see Mark start to go closer and closer to the basket in case he can dish it. So yep. this is just just basic normal stuff that John Shire is just figuring out. 
You know what I mean? And once and, again, Mark's man can't help, man. Like, oh, look yeah. at that. Absolutely Mark's not. Man refuses <clears throat> to help. Like, cannot do it. Absolutely. By the time not. he does, it's too late. Yeah, you can't seem absolutely. to get used to this because. And now you've been put. Now you've been put on a Ryan Young pump fake T-shirt. <laughs> like most people get put on T-shirts when they get dunked on. So Ryan Young, you get it. put on a T-shirt when you get the pump Love fake on. Love to see you. it. Yeah, I mean, we're joking about the pump fake, but it's actually a great move here because it should show when he's under control. Um, so that's great. But I also love where Mark was there when Ryan is oh, pump He's got the better position in the off chance that Ryan Young does miss that. Mm-hmm. So that's and, all and, been put in, put in place for that reason. Kudos to Mark being in position all night because half the I, I want to I don't I I didn't have I don't have the box score in front of me. How many offense rebounds did Mark have? A lot. I'm not sure. I, I know he, he drew had, I know he had to have sixty percent of had, our offensive rebounds. He, he drew a not insignificant offense. number. He drew he a not a, insignificant number of fouls. Yeah. Go to uh. 59-37 AC, and it's basically the same play. And this is where John Shire is, is setting him up for the okey-doke right here. Mm-hmm. He's running the same play, pick and roll weak. Uh, this is where I think Jeremy hits the elbow jumper on this one. But it's the same placement. Everybody's right. telling the same position. It's so nasty. Jump shot. I don't care. I want to hear anybody say you can't shoot the mid-range anymore. Be done with that narrative, man. Be done with it. If you're good it's at only it, a bad it. Shot if it doesn't so go in. Exactly, Jeremy Roach is Absolutely. the king at the mid range, and that that oh. shit that right there was both those were back to back plays, yeah. and they'd run it for a third time at uh, an hour and twenty five hour and twenty five seconds. Right, this is this is and the one. So this is the biggest play of the game. So I'll let 25. you run it. So just play it from right there. Yeah, and that's just Baylor. Let Baylor do their thing. Oh wait, I'm I'm ahead of it. I'm ahead of it. There we go. Use your use your arrow keys, bro. It's yeah, easier left and right arrow keys. That's what I do. Right. That's all I was doing. So, I'm good. Boom. Go ahead. Let him get out. It. Get out. Get out. All right. Pause it. Come on, Kayla, get out. You want me to pause it? Yeah. So go ahead and pause it now. Right. So it started out empty pick and roll again. He inverted the play, right? He shifted everybody over there. So now it's a strong side pick and roll. But what yep. Young did was flip his screen. Mm-hmm. And so right. Jeremy's going to use that. And it's what it's going to do is going to bring Jared McCain. Now he's the only one in the corner, but he's going to lift a little bit. And now his man is the tag man. So mm-hmm. it's either you step up to stop Jeremy or you give up a three. Mm-hmm. His dumb ass gave up a three. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When, when roll came out, uh, when Young came out of this short roll, it's like boom, he's wide open. He didn't right, have a choice. Right. He knew, dude. Ryan Young knew too. Like he was so, he was so ready to pass that ball. Yeah, he, he almost he threw it. He almost threw it the thing, though. That's the thing, though. Is even if he didn't pass the ball, he still was gonna score because you, you yeah. got two little guys. You know what I'm saying? That you basically gonna go over the top of anyway. You're and scoring Ryan a goal Young. to the free throw line. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, either way, it was a good, it was a win-win for us. That's that's the I know, chess I know, match right there, bro. I know that place was loud, Jack. I know that place was loud. There were people that's who were pissed match. off Ryan Young didn't just take it to the hoop, and then they immediately shut their mouth when that shot went right. in. Yeah, that was yeah. a great play. And the other thing I just want to talk about the fundamentals with Jared McCain. Look at him in shooting position, ready to yeah. catch and fire. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just yeah, shot preparation. Right. 
Not to yeah. mention, I mean, and hats off to Jeremy, man, about how, how he ran the pick and roll. Like, the passes he made were so perfect every time. Like, the pocket passes, the the dump pass he had to Ryan when Ryan met, hit the layup, him hitting that mid-range. Like, Jeremy was, he was a, you know, a maestro when it came to this pick and roll. A maestro. No, Can I just no, also absolutely. say one last thing about that pass by Ryan? Mm-hmm. Can we go back to that? Of course. I want to see this again. It's beautiful, but look look at where he hits Jared. Play until Jared catches right, right in, in the shooter's pocket. pocket. For a big man to do that? Like Daniel Jones. On the run. Yes, sir. Shout out my guy, Danny. Um, free free my guy, Danny. Uh, but, no, nah, it's on the run from a big man, basically right in the shooter's pocket. That is an incredibly perfectly executed pass. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's why Ryan Young had his value. To the point where to end this game, Flip was an afterthought to end this game. Like, oh, yeah. absolutely. absolutely. I mean, with, even with four flowers, not not needed. Yeah. Not needed. Even if Jared McCain misses that three pointer, Ryan Young made the right decision on that pass. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. He was in position for an offensive rebound too. And he and Mark were right there for the board. Look, we we're back right. inside on the board. We're back inside that ball. Duke getting that ball in the hoop one way or another on that position. Absolutely. We're best inside on the boards right there, man. Yeah, That's we good. did our thing, man. So last play, and then I'll be done right. with it. Uh, so it'll I be at an hour and three minutes and 23 seconds. <clears throat> and this is where you just got mad options on this play. You had so many different options. And Jeremy basically <laughs> took it upon himself to just be Jeremy Roach. You yeah. know what I mean? Because the He's option so really was – that you know, I mean the 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 primary option really was Jared McCain on this play. Yeah. You see, as he slipped this screen, he ghosted out of that screen, and mm-hmm. not only did he did that, he just flared out a little bit enough to where Flip could have st- st- stepped up and set a screen on his man too. But it happened so fast, I don't think that they were ready for it. Yep. And for the first time all night, Mark's Mark's defender finally came over and helped, but he was t- way too late. Way yeah, too way late. too late. And that's way too late. That's why he got the foul. Jeremy is cat quick, and you know what I mean. He just yeah, gets I mean, he's that's just a veteran. That's a veteran move. Seeing a an alleyway. That's so and quick, bro. That's so quick. That's yeah, so that's quick. crazy. That's why right we there. spent. That's why we spent so much time. That's why we spent so much time last week saying that he's not Quinn Cook. It's not the same thing. Like totally different. It's not, totally yeah. different. Yeah. Quinn, Quinn wouldn't make that move, and that's not. We're not totally this different. Cook. No, we're not. They're just different players. But Jeremy Roach, I mean, you know. Like Pablo said, he understood what time it was. It was Jeremy Roach time. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. His, and he his, got Missy on flip. flip takes Missy away from the play. Like, all- such a good, such a good play. And that that right there was basically the end of the game, right there. Bro. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was that was the dagger. So yeah. yeah any any hope that they had was over. really the dagger, but this yeah. is just icing on the cake. Yeah. This. So is let me just let me right just here. ask a question. Who who said that we were gonna win seventy eight seventy one when we won seventy eight seventy? I feel like something I would have said, Jack. <laughs> uh, think, TK knows it was Jack. Funny. TK knows it was Jack. Uh, unfortunately, Jack Jack reminded us right <laughs> after the game. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean it was a great call. Yeah, hey, it was a good vibe. I was <laughs> no doubt. I mean, if it was if it was gonna be a prediction from one of the guys here on the five point play, I'm, I'm glad I was the guy that was actually at the game. Um, but uh, overall, man, I mean, just a, a gritty win. Glad we were able to break down the film here. And again, Coach's Corner, Patreon, we're going to do plenty more of these as the season progresses. Um, 
Let's talk about the next game that we do have, which is Saturday. I got some good news and bad news. Good news and bad news. The, the good news is that after 10 days, Duke's played. The bad news is, is that he's on the CW, so I apologize in advance for that. The absolute worst yes. broadcast, broadcast I've ever seen in my entire life. Hopefully, yes. hopefully we can just blow them out and we don't have to worry about it. Queens is 6-8. They're 0-7 on the road. They're having a tough year. AC, you're a huge Queens guy, obviously. <laughs> Um, My brother-in-law went to Queens, man. I was going to try to go to the game. With you, you're a big Queens guy. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh. <laughs> break, break it down. Man, this is this, this is going to be a game in similar style to the Hofstra game because they don't really have a big. They have one big. They got one seven-footer that they play. Uh, I don't know. I think he barely gets double-digit minutes, if I'm not mistaken. He's not, he's not, a, he's not a huge factor, I guess, is the, the main point. And... So they're they're gonna play. We're gonna play this game very much like we played the Hofstra game. Like I think you're gonna see, I think you're gonna see some action from Flip once again, kind of, kind of running things on the pass, especially from that that mid post. I think you'll still see some, you know, kind of some of the same things we've gone with. Obviously, you'll see some guys get some more time that usually don't get a lot of time. They, you know, they have a couple couple guard scores. So defensively, we're just gonna have to continue to lock it and do what we do, especially on any kind of screen action. They're gonna be looking to looking to shoot threes. Um, what are they on the season from three? I got actually, I got to pull it up. Um, not 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 a great three point shooting team, but they take a lot of them. They take thirty threes a game. They only shoot thirty three percent from three. So, yeah, I mean, I, I fully expect this to be a big blowout. <laughs> fully, especially coming off that Baylor game, I think people will say that this is going to be a trap game or whatever before we start the ACC season. I don't think so. I think this team is in such a groove right now with what we're doing. Um, honestly, I think the biggest news would be if Kyrie, if Tyrese played at all. Um, but this, we're, this is going to be a blowout. I was going to give my prediction now. I think we hit hundred this game. I think we go one Oh, I think we go one Oh five to 67. Speaking of Tyrese, yeah. Proctor, do you, do you expect him to play? Just, I mean, if I had to guess, if I, if I had to put money on it, like my gut, yeah, I think I think we might hear some noise in the next few days about Tyrese coming back and playing because it, it would be a perfect game to bring him back and let him get seven to ten minutes or or ten to fifteen minutes if he's if he's feeling up for it. But just the way he was acting off the bench in a, in a couple of those clips that we watched, I mean, jumping up, running, clapping. I mean, he seems to look like he can bounce around a little bit. So Queens would be a great game to bring it back for, especially when you got Syracuse on Tuesday. Yeah, no doubt. What are we at now um, about the three? Are we at the th- three or four week mark now about him with him being out with the injury? Well, it, it was December 2nd. Yeah, it'll yeah, be, it'll be right at four, four coming back. Okay. Exactly four weeks. So it should, it should be pretty – should be right there then. Yeah, so D, do you want to give me a prediction then? I mean, nothing but a blowout. Just win. I get nothing. Like, if it's close, it's bad. Hey, Jack, what do you got? I mean, when I tweeted about Queens uh, when this game was first uh, announced, their coach responded to my tweet because I said, you know, there's a team that just moved up to D1 and they were up there in the A Sun last year. Their coach mm-hmm. tweeted back at me and said respect because I, I complimented their game. Their bar stool account also said the same thing. Like my my cousin uh, attended Queens briefly. I have a little bit of a soft spot for them, but this is not going to be. They were a good division two team, man. 
They were good. They were. Two teams. They were. It's it's almost it's like similar to Bellerman, honestly. Mm-hmm. They're able to make that jump and be like competitive, but this is a team that has that gets blocked about five times a game because they don't have yeah. the size really to match up against D1 programs. They're going to yep. try to beat you from the perimeter because of that. And they really, this year, they really don't have the, uh, the guys for that. They, uh, they are outshot percentage wise from three by their opponents as well. Mm-hmm. Um, part of that might just be, they play a tougher schedule. I'm not going to lie. I haven't looked into their schedule that much, but Fair point. I, I can say this. I can say this honestly. It is going to be a blow. Pablo, what is it you always say when we do these? Pretty- Man, I don't give a fuck about no score. I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. Yep. <laughs> what Pablo said. That's my prediction. Just win. Just win. Win the damn game. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care what happens as long as we stay healthy. Come out of this with no injuries. And also, get out of the damn CW purgatory. Oh, God, it's so horrible. It would be a really bad coach's corner if we had to do an emergency coach's corner. Uh, if we were to lose this game, no, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> no, I think we blow them out. I, you know, let's not sugarcoat it. This is a good game for us to kind of dust off a little bit of the rust after a 10 day layoff. And then, like you said, we got Syracuse coming up on January 2nd. We'll do another podcast before that and mm-hmm. we'll preview that game right before the new year. I mean, shit. I mean, 2020, 2023 is coming to an end. Dude, basketball is just getting heated up, though, Pablo. We are ready to roll. I'm not even going to give you an opportunity. For the uh, prediction, because he already said what you want to say. We're going to win the game. Just, just fucking win. And so, right. Huge year for Duke. Huge year for John Shire. 2024 is going to be even better. We predicted before the season began. We ain't running from it. And a little bit of a stumble there. We are trending. We're trending. If you've already jumped off the train, I'm so sorry. No more stops until we get to the final four. Mm-hmm. Off the train. For those who are still on the train, we got first class service coming. Get your drink orders in. Get your meal orders in. We are ready to roll. Get that top LD. We are going to have a big New Year's here. Let's go, Duke. Let's go, Duke. Let's go, Duke. <laughs>